What are you grateful for right now? Where do you have gratitude that is unexpected? How has the practice of gratitude helped you through turbulent, stressful events and times? Welcome to episode 346 of The Recovery Show. This episode is brought to you by James, Louise, Linda, Sarah, Michaela, and Sherry. They use the donation button on our website. Thank you, James, Louise, Linda, Sarah, Michaela, and Sherry for your generous contributions. This episode is for you. And since this is an episode of gratitude, I am grateful to all of you who continue to support this show in so many ways. Whether it's financially by contributing your voice or by listening and sharing it with your friends. Thank you. We are friends and family members of alcoholics and addicts who have found a path to serenity and happiness. We who live or have lived with a seemingly hopeless problem of addiction understand as perhaps few others can. So much depends on our own attitudes and we believe that changed attitudes can aid recovery. Before we begin, we would like to state that in this show we represent ourselves rather than any 12-step program. During this show, we will share our own experiences. The opinions expressed here are strictly those of the person who gave them. Take what you like and leave the rest. We hope that you will find something in our sharing that speaks to your life. My name is Spencer, and I am your host. Almost every year since 2014, I've done a gratitude episode on or around Thanksgiving, the United States Thanksgiving Day, when we are as a society, encouraged to think about what we're thankful for and to share that with our loved ones. This year, I asked you to contribute through the email list. I find my gratitudes centering around people for November 2020. I'm grateful for my brother who's taking care of my aging, ailing parents. He is there when they have a crisis and need the support of the medical professionals. He is there when they have a problem that just needs loving physical attention. He is there when a caregiver is potentially exposed to COVID and he needs to suddenly fill the schedule with someone else. He is there. And for this, I am grateful. My sister backs up my brother in care. She lives about 45 minutes away from my parents and can be there when he needs to take one of them to the ER and the other needs to stay home or when he just needs some respite. I'm eight hours away minimum by car and really can't be there on short notice. So I am so grateful that we have these two layers of support for my parents along with the aides who, granted, we're paying them, but they are there providing loving care as well. I'm grateful for the fact that my parents are still alive. They are fading out. They are not always the people that they were for the first 60-something years of my life. It may be very difficult to communicate with them to understand what they want or need, but they are there. I think I'm ready for the inevitable when their disease takes its course, and they're no longer with us. But how can I really know until it actually happens? So right now I'm grateful that they are still with us. I am grateful for my wife, who picks up a lot of the routine tasks of living in our house, especially the financial ones. She's the one who negotiated refinancing our mortgage. 
She's the one who negotiated getting long-term care insurance. Both of these involved lots of time on the computer, lots of time on the phone, lots of time on hold. She also brings flowers into the house and brings hugs into my life. I'm grateful for her. I'm grateful for my religious community who continue to be there week upon week, who made the transition to online worship with barely a glitch, who have created new opportunities for us to connect on a regular basis, and who let me know about the joys and troubles of friends in that community. I'm grateful that I have that community to turn to when I need it. I'm grateful for my neighbors. I'm grateful for the one who regularly bakes goodies and puts them on her porch for all to share. I'm grateful for the ones who share how they are thriving or struggling in this strange time. The ones who say hi when we pass, appropriately distanced on the sidewalk. The ones who figured out how to have a great Halloween celebration in the neighborhood while remaining safe. The ones who write birthday greetings on their sidewalk for neighbors' children who can't have a party. I'm grateful for the neighbors who make this a neighborhood. I am grateful for all of you who continue to contribute your experience, strength, and hope. Whether you have sent me an email or a voicemail, or if you have participated as a guest in the podcast, I am grateful to you because I really could not keep going without your support. I am grateful for everybody in this country who voted in the recent election. No matter who you voted for, whether you voted for the candidate I was supporting or whether you voted for one that I wasn't supporting, you came out and you expressed your voice. And I'm grateful that we can do that. So this Thanksgiving 2020, when we're having a much scaled down Thanksgiving celebration, looks like we're going to be eating outside in the maybe 50-degree weather. At least it's not raining. With my daughter and a friend of hers, I'm grateful we can do that. And that hopefully by next year, we'll be able to have the big celebrations again. And I'm grateful to those of you who wrote with your gratitude. Start with Kate. Hello, Spencer. Thanks for the opportunity to share about gratitude. This year, I find that I have many things to be grateful for, but there is one experience in particular I want to share with you because it relates to your show. A few weeks ago, I was listening to a recent episode of your podcast, and a woman, I think her name was Sasha, wrote in sharing about her experience as a new member of Al-Anon. In her share, she said that while in meetings, she found she kept thinking, oh, the alcoholic should hear this, and the alcoholic should read this, etc. This listener expressed frustration that while the Al-Anon meetings were supposed to be a place for her to focus on herself, she could do nothing else but think about the alcoholic. I believe she ended her share with a question along the lines of, how can I stop doing this? I have no idea about the answer to her question, but in that moment I realized I used to do that very same thing all the time in meetings. While listening to this person's share, I was able to pause and have a moment of gratitude at the realization that I don't do that anymore. Thank you to you and all of your listeners and contributors to the podcast. I'm so grateful for the service you provide. Best, Kate. Thank you, Kate. Maureen left a voicemail. 
Hi, Spencer. This is Maureen. I'm responding to your request for shares about gratitude for this upcoming Thanksgiving. And one of the things I'm really grateful for is your show, and you just keep putting yourself out there week after week, month after month. And your topics are so interesting and and just I always learn something. And that's what I'm grateful for in Al-Anon. I'm never too old to learn, and I'm amazed that even during this pandemic when we're all stuck at home, I'm learning lessons that are life-changing for me. So thank you for being there with your show and all these ideas that you keep coming up with, and thank you for teaching me. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you, Maureen. Deborah writes, Hi, Spencer. I have so much gratitude. I'm not sure where to start. So I'll start with you in the recovery show. I've learned so much from your podcasts and from co-hosts and listeners. This show gives me an instant meeting and a lifeline when I am in crisis. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I have learned what I call a practice of gratitude since I've been in Al-Anon. Although I have always been grateful for the many blessings in my life, I was not intentional about the act of gratitude. My first effort to be intentional was to do a gratitude walk at least once a week. On this three to four mile walk, I would start at A and go to Z, listing everything I could think of, starting with each letter of the alphabet that I am grateful for. I would go through the alphabet as many times as I could, always getting a bit stumped at X and Z, usually giving up at gratitude for zest, zebras, and x-rays. As I grew in my program, I realized that when I intentionally did the mental exercise of being grateful, I could replace negative thoughts with positive gratitude. So when I feel slash think gratitude, I can't simultaneously feel anger, resentment, fear, anxiety, panic, obsession, or controlling. When I feel the negative energy rising within me, I pause and begin to run through everything I'm grateful for in my life or the world in general. If I stay in gratitude long enough, the negative thoughts will dissipate. The other daily gratitude practice I have added in the past year is a gratitude prayer walk, which I do every morning while walking my dog. I say prayers for all that God, my chosen higher power, has blessed me with. The most important part of this prayer is that I also thank God for the emotional stability and serenity I desire in my life for myself and others, as if I already have been blessed. My prayer is this. Thank you, God, for filling my heart with love, light, hope, faith, trust, and humility. Thank you for lifting from my heart the burden of fear, worry, obsession, anxiety, anger, and resentments. Thank you for taking the weight of my loved one's alcoholism from my shoulders onto yours. Thank you for walking by my side, shining your light brightly upon me, and wrapping your loving arms around me. I follow this by repeating the same prayer, changing my, to the name of each person I love. This starts my day in gratitude and sets the tone for my attitude. I'm turning 69 this week. I never thought I would be grateful to be this old, but I am. I'm so grateful that I am healthy, happy, have grown emotionally through Al-Anon, have dear friends in and out of the program. I have many days and weeks of serenity. I'm at a place in my life I never thought I would achieve. I'm content to just be. I don't have to be doing, going, tasking, or controlling. Wow, what a gift. All because of the steps and wisdom of the program. I'm very grateful that my son, now 11 months sober following his relapse, is coming home for my birthday and Thanksgiving. Due to the pandemic, it will just be the two of us, which is different, but so wonderful that we have each other. We will follow all CDC protocols and be thankful to see each other for the first time in six months and enjoy a nice dinner together. Here's a wonderful Melody Beattie quote that I read every year at Thanksgiving dinner. 
Gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we have into enough and more. It turns denial into acceptance, chaos to order, confusion to clarity. It can turn a meal into a feast, a house into a home, a stranger into a friend. Gratitude makes sense of our past, brings peace for today, and creates a vision for tomorrow. My prayer for you and your family is to also be filled with love, light, hope, faith, and trust. Peace and serenity, Deborah C. in Florida. Thank you so much, Deborah, for sharing how you practice gratitude and how it has helped you. Tim sends, Hi, Spencer. I hope this email finds you and your family safe and well. I want to let you know that I am grateful for you and your recovery show. It saved me. You asked what we are grateful for right now and how has gratitude helped us in this turbulent, stressful time. I followed the advice of a veteran, Alan Honor, to start each morning with five things I am grateful for. My stinking thinking thought it was silly at first, but I did it anyway. After a month into it, I realized and accepted that my days are not always going to be perfect. However, there are things in my life that I am better off than another person, such as waking up for another day, food in the refrigerator, my health, and a job that allows me to telework from home since this pandemic started. Practicing gratitude has helped me to shift my thinking. It has helped me to focus the good things rather than the bad things like being abandoned by my family and being alone. I work in a very dysfunctional organization, 12 to 14 hour days, unrealistic deadlines. Gratitude has helped to shift my viewpoint that all these dysfunctions are just a moment in time. Gratitude taught me to detach with love. I put my head down and just do as I'm told. Arguing and investing my negative emotion on things that I do not have control over is not worth it. Pre-Alanon days, I would have argued and fought. Now I realize my serenity and emotional sobriety are more important. I am very grateful to my 12-step programs and the fellowships. I'm grateful that there are people like you who have the courage to share, and it helps people like me to grow and be serene. Thanks, and happy Thanksgiving to you, your family, and our fellowship. Tim. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. Roberta asks, What are you grateful for right now? Where do you have gratitude that is unexpected? How has the practice of gratitude helped you through turbulent, stressful events and times? Dear Spencer and Recovery Show family, your outreach for gratitude couldn't come at a more perfect time. I'm currently sitting in the ER with my 14-year-old daughter who cannot keep from self-harming. I've lost count as to how many times I have been here with her. So gratitude in desperate times, I'm grateful that my higher power can allow me to be vulnerable and show emotions around this craziness. I'm grateful my daughter can be honest and tell us she is not safe and will hurt herself. I'm grateful for my fellowship family that can help navigate these murky waters I'm treading. I'm grateful for the love friends and family have shown. I'm grateful my ex-husband and I can come together for a common goal to help our baby girl. I'm grateful for my life and all the challenges it can bring. I'm grateful for fall color on the trees and Christmas in the air. I have but one life, and I'm grateful, not always, but grateful nevertheless, that my higher power thinks so highly of me. I know this too shall pass, and we will be a stronger family in the end. I'm grateful for all you and your co-hosts offer, Spencer. Thank you, Roberta. That is a practice of gratitude, to find gratitude while sitting in the emergency room with your daughter. Mary sent this on Thanksgiving morning. Currently new, personally, to the formal recovery related to a loved one's use. I'm very new to your podcast. Your story is so familiar to my own. 
I've been to one Zoom meeting and will be back despite the uncomfortableness of the format and lack of privacy that quarantine slash back at work from home status has imposed. Until then, your podcast is a godsend. It is the thing that is giving me most hope on this morning. Thank you and blessings to you and those you love. And let me say to you listening, thank you and blessings to you and those you love. And I hope that you find gratitude in the day.